the SND Podcast channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Who is this irresistible creature who has an insatiable love for the dead? What is up, everybody? Welcome to this edition of Nightmares on J Street. I am your host. I am Jay. Back at you. This is episode number three, and um, this is a very special episode. This is uh, what I would call a family affair, and it's funny because the first two episodes I did with my wife, and uh, they 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 were pretty good. The first one was we uh, we talked about the original Friday the Thirteenth. Um, and it's funny because <laughs> that episode is almost one year old now that I think about it because I made her, uh, the keyword is made, watch that movie with me on my birthday last year and my birthday is next Monday. So it's almost a year since we've done that first episode. And then a few months back we did episode two, which we talked about the Scream franchise. And now episode three is a very special one because for the first time ever, um, I, I, well, I'm on live right now online with, with an OG, with an OG and especially mm-hmm. in my life, because, um, he is the one that got me into pretty much most of the things that I like, whether it be movies, TV shows, music, um, pro wrestling, boxing, uh, which led into what evolved into MMA later on down the road. It's all combat sports, um, football, whatever sport. And now for the first time ever, I have my dad on the show, my father, Elliot Lopez. So, Pops, welcome to the show. How you doing? Well, glad to be here. Everything's good. Good. I'm happy to be taking part of this um, podcast. Yeah. And um, let's just talk about what we know best. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it's funny because, like I said, it, We've watched probably so many movies together, especially me. I'm I'm thirty. I'm thir- I'm going to be thirty four years old, and just recently you visited me in Florida a few months back, and we were watching movies that we you know love to watch. Me growing up, and and even to this day, you would come across with like a a gem from like back in the day that I haven't seen, and I'm like, all right, we got to see that, and then we watch yeah. it, and it's and it's always a good time. So. We're, we're going to go all over the place with this because, you know, since I got you here, I might as well get everything out of you. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're going to we're going to get into some science fiction. We're going to get into horror because they kind of coincide with each other, especially back in the day, uh, like when you were growing up. So uh, let, let's go to let's go to your childhood. Now, when did you first find the love? Like you got me into these movies. Who was the one that got you into it? Was it like grandpa or, or like an uncle or a cousin? Like who got you into these movies? Well, being honest, I don't think it was really any of my uh, parents or anyone. Uh, growing up, they used to give these monster movies and horror movies a lot on TV. Yeah. And after school, when they would give them, it would usually be like about 4.30 in the afternoon. And I would look 
forward to and seeing these movies. And a lot of them were just uh, the giant monster movies. Yeah. So in particular, uh, your your Godzillas, your Rodans, your Kinkadors, your, yeah. all these movies. And when I first saw them, I was basically mesmerized. You know, as a child, you know, you look at these things and to some extent you might think they were real or are real. So, you know. Yeah. Watching the, 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 the battles that they will have, you know, it was very intriguing to me. And uh, that's what got me hooked to really watching these movies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what was, what was the first movie you can remember that, that made you feel that way? Like what, what was the first like monster or like, you know, like you said, the battles like King Kong and Godzilla, which they're remaking as we speak. Um, and, yeah. and, and all these like Mothra's and, and all these other movies, what was the first one you really enjoyed and, and really became a fan of? Well, I would have to say, uh, a lot of these Godzilla movies, Godzilla, uh, during my time at the age of, like I said, maybe 10, 12, 13 was the, the most popular one. Yeah. Uh, they would give a lot of these Godzilla movies and, um, you would have Godzilla once again against King Kong, Godzilla yeah. against Mothra. Um, let it be the the adult monster, which is the butterfly, or yeah. the or the caterpillar, the, the larva, the, the, the caterpillar, or the larvae, and also um, the giant spiders, the giant. Um, uh, I think I don't know if there was some sort of grasshoppers or uh, yeah, those were like uh, praying mantis, praying mantis. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in um, and you had the parodies. You had like Son of Godzilla, and which is funny yeah. because it kind of correlates. It kind of correlates to like the Universal monsters. Like back in the day, you had your Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Son of Frankenstein. They went like every which direction, and they kind of did that with these movies too. Even though they came from Japan. And they dubbed it, which is funny also, always seeing a dubbed Japanese like movie back in the day, trying to dub it into English and seeing their mouths move and it doesn't match and the vocals. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they did that a lot match. with the Kung Fu movies too back in the day. They, it it kind of yeah. all. Now, what I find funny about those movies from back then is they, they would play them a lot like during the holidays. Like, like. Like Thanksgiving, Christmas, you'll get a Godzilla marathon, or you'll get like yeah, a or, or, Mighty or Joe Young. Mighty Joe yes, Young. yes. Uh, <laughs> it, it, well, it's tra- it's basically it falls under like tradition. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, the King Kong itself is the first original large monster. Yeah, yeah, the black and white, and, and that's yeah. what that's what started it off. Because from there, you know, you had your you know your little Mighty Joe Young, which they give on Thanksgiving. Yes. And, you know, then it, from there, it just started taking off into other creatures. Yeah. Uh, other monster movies they used to give, like, uh, 20 million miles from Earth. Yeah. Which is a monster also, which uh, it basically starts off as a very tiny monster, and it starts growing, growing, growing until, you know, it becomes as big looking like, walking lizard type thing yeah and with, with, a, with a large if i remember a large scream it basically screams yeah which is the funny thing is it, it doesn't growl or roar or you know it it, it screams <laughs> then you have your your 20 phantoms which is also like a big dinosaur which is roaming the streets yeah like a, you have it, a giant it, octopus it looked like a big t-rex on that one right something like that yeah it was a prehistoric creature 
Yeah. And if you look at it, and the, the bees in the beginning, looking at the ones that came out later on in the later 60s, which were made more for children, uh-huh. because if you look at the Godzillas, they changed it more or less for children. In other words, it was a little bit, you would see Godzilla sometimes make a, have a dance. Yeah, yeah. Or make some funny uh, <laughs> yep. moves, you know, some karate-like looking moves. Yep. So, you know, it, it morphed into that. But the original ones... He was you know, evil. Yeah, it was evil. He, yeah, which in reality, remember, a lot of these monsters, you know, uh, Godzilla itself has, you know, multiple names. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I think it's Ghidorah. Yeah, uh, the Japanese name is uh, Gojira. Gojira. Yeah. Then it has, yeah. you know, Godzilla itself. Yeah. And the, likewise, uh, the the biggest monster of them all is which is um, King Ghidorah. Yeah, the three headed the, the three headed space dragon. Yeah. But that one also is known as Monster X or the three headed monster. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, those are the ones. Those battles, if you look at them. As a child, you look at these battles with these giant monsters, and once again, you're you're, you're excited. You know, you're actually rooting for Godzilla. Yeah, it's like watching a boxing fight or a, or a pro wrestling fight. You, exactly. You, you have your you know? your baby faces and your heels. You have your bad guys and your good guys, and you know who's who. And 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 you go for you know you you go for the good guys. Sometimes Godzilla will get his ass kicked by like two different monsters at once, and. And then he'll yeah, make a he'll miraculous Hulk Hogan type comeback and and beat them exactly. all. Exactly, <laughs> and beat them all. But you know, once again, you know, there was some that were good, and there was some to me that I would consider a flop. Yeah, yeah, there were there was some there was some cheesers for sure. Yeah, <laughs> especially I think when he confronts the Hydra, which is the smog monster. Yeah, yep. That's when they were that, trying to yeah. give people a message about pollution and. And yeah. save the earth and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that was rough. But and there is actually the first time Godzilla flies. Yes, by blowing his uh, his, his, fire. his fire breath into the air, and he he yeah. scrunches up and he flies. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, and he, <laughs> he blows backwards and he goes forward. So that was the first time they actually. I think that made was the change. last time they did that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like it didn't really come out to be too popular because you, know, you had your other monsters that would fly that would use more or less the same idea with the fire, which was Gamera. Gamera. And, and, and speaking of for the kids, Gamera, I think, was the monster that was made for children because uh, yes. he was the guardian and, and savior of all children or some crap like yeah. that. I forgot the moniker they gave. Yeah. Now, Gamera Even the was first- a, a flying turtle. Yes. Even though the first Gamera, which was known as Gamera the Invincible, the Invincible, which yes. was the first movie, yeah, he, he wasn't a nice guy. Yep, that's right. You know? But as, you know, once again, later on, they started making these movies more children-oriented. You think that so, had you know, to do with, with the popularity, or did you feel that maybe some of the parents back then were, their children were afraid of these monsters, so they, so... It, 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 I think that's a big possibility that it was maybe if uh, the kids will probably look at it and you know these fights and uh, the fires and destroying of the cities and stuff maybe some children didn't really take it well yeah and the parents probably felt you know i'm not gonna have my child watch this so i think there they made the difference in making it more comedy yeah uh, you could tell by the the movement of the monsters the music that we use yeah it, it's it totally different. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, and I think yeah, exactly. And there, I think it took off more with the with the kids. Now, when I was growing up and I started seeing these things, I was like already in the early or late uh, mid seventies, which didn't really have that yet. That, that, that the, the funnier ones came out a little later. Yeah. But um, yeah, I did enjoy watching these things, but I also enjoyed watching a lot of the science fiction. Yes. Which was a lot of the space movies, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and corny movies also, yeah, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> Attack of the Crab Monsters. You know, you had these large crabs. Those are awesome, though. They're lo- <laughs> that, well, yeah, they're classic. Those are the, 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 the those are the ones I consider what I call black and white. Yeah, which yeah. Uh, you know they they are because a lot of famous some famous actors. Yeah. Started in those movies. Yep. Like uh, Tarantula. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people know that in the last scene, the the person flying the jet who actually bombs the tarantula, yeah, is uh do you uh, do you remember it, uh, Clint Eastwood? Clint Eastwood, yeah, you yeah, know? and you could hear it in the voice, even though you don't see his face because he has um, the helmet with the. And I don't think uh, I think it was uncredited too. I didn't think he got credit for that for that role because yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, because it wasn't much of a role. Yeah, because it's just you know, like the last minute or two. Yeah, of the movie. He's but that was officially his a... first movie. And when we exactly. get into more, and when we get into more like horror stuff later on, we could talk about all the famous people that started in horror movies too, because there's a bunch of them. Um, oh, there's a bunch of them. Oh yeah, a, a whole a bunch. bunch. Of Big name yeah. stars too, like not just some B level drones. No. Like we're talking about uh, big names, <laughs> big big names, and, and a lot of people don't know that uh, a lot of these big actors started off in these you know B or low budget movies. Yeah, yeah, which turned out to be called classics. Yep, you know, and but, I think um, uh, Clint, yeah. Clint Eastwood also. I think his first, I think credited film was the sequel to. A uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. Black Lagoon. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. I think like Revenge of the Creature, or The Creature Walks Among yeah. Us. One of the two. I think it was the the Revenge of the Creature. Yeah. I think it's the Revenge. Yeah. But yeah. The, uh, you know, going into those type of uh, creatures, you know, you know, that's when they, you know, you had once again the large monster movies. But in the same decade or so, they started making those type of movies. Yeah. Which is the Creature of the Black Lagoon is also a cult classic. They Give it constantly, and every time they give it, I don't get tired of watching them. Yeah, it's, I love it. I love those movies. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it takes me back to my, to you know, when I was young, I remember these things. It's like reminiscing. And, and, and it's funny because you look at them now, and you say, I could tell the rubber suit. Yeah. I could tell this. I could tell that. But you but, know what? I'll take that over the computer. Over the CGI, you know, computer-generated stuff, I'll take the rubber suits over the computer. Yeah, you it's could like do the a lot Godzilla more with it. Now. Yeah, it's like the Godzilla movies now. It, the, the special effects is so much that it doesn't even really look like Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. In the sense of you know, I don't know if you noticed in one of the movies, his feet are so wide. Yeah, yeah. His thighs <laughs> are so wide, and the thing is that his movies are so uh, they're dark. Yes. You could barely see dark. them. You could barely see them <laughs> or the battle. Who's they? Who are they fighting? Uh, and then you look back in the days with the original Godzilla movies, all the battles were in daytime. Yep, bright in the daylight. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. 
so you see the monsters, you see the the, the flames, you see the this, you see that. With the new ones right now, so uh, they might be all right because you say to yourself, "Well, I used to watch. I grew up watching this. So, like, yeah, let me go to the movies and see this." Yeah. But there's a lot of people my age that I know for a fact still watch these movies. Yes. Because they grew up with them. So they, they up to today, you still enjoy it. So it, it, I would rather see those than the new ones they have now. Yeah. You know, I mean, like you said earlier, um, it's a, I think there's a making of Godzilla and King Kong. Yeah, they're making it. it. It was supposed to come out this year, but obviously because of COVID, um, it got pushed yeah. back to 2021. Um, so, so it, it, hopefully yeah. it's not dark. <laughs> even yeah, though, even though the, the, the Skull Island movie that they made with King Kong was, was pretty good and and it was, you know, pretty much in the light they were in the jungle and it was you know most of the fights were in the the daytime so all the the monsters that kong was fighting it, it looked pretty good so hopefully they they do some sort of justice to the original because the original one is it, still to this day like you said i could watch that movie i i could watch it and still enjoy it to this day the the that was and that was the first godzilla or king kong movie in color i want to say Back in the day, yeah. um, because the original King Kong was in the 30s and the Godzilla was in the 50s and then uh, they brought them together in the 60s. So when they did that, that was the first movie ever in color. The only funny which was what which was one of the best battles if you yes. in any of the monster movies. They beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> uh, now, to me, the battle that comes in second place and reference that will be war of the gargantuas you know i was i was in my head i was like that's that's probably what's gonna get mentioned that is probably my favorite um and and you know this because i i wore out plenty of vhs uh uh, vcrs um (laughs) with this movie (laughs) um i've probably seen that movie probably five thousand times and and i could still see it today and and I think I saw it last time I saw it was about it maybe two years ago. Um, it's still it still holds up to this day, you know. And yeah, for, because the the, the two the the, the the two monsters they use there, if you look at them, it, it doesn't look like rubber suits. No, they look like people. You know? <laughs> they actually look yeah, actually look like you know two people, and, and the action. Basically, especially at the end, the battle itself, you know, it, it, it's very good. Yeah. You know, it's not like, I let, once again, like the earlier movies that the, the battles, some of them might look somewhat corny because of the rubber suits. Yeah. You know, but with these two, which if I recall, I think one is called, the green one is called Gira. Yeah, the green one is Gira and the brown and one Sano, is Sanda. Sanda, something like that. Yeah. Gira and Sanda, and supposedly supposed they are brothers or they, something like that. One thing I, I did my research on it. Uh, apparently, they're not brothers. Apparently, they're the exact yeah. same creature. It's just one. Uh, the, these things. This movie was a sequel to another movie that was called Frankenstein Conquers the World. Now, yes, which was fell under to me one of the most corniest <laughs> of monster movies. Yeah, it was so bad. It was bad. Yeah. Now, which this the brown one? 
look like looks a Frankenstein. more like the yes. Frankenstein. The, the green one is a little bit uh, somewhat different. It's like shorter and It doesn't and, have that thicker. big ridge on the skull. Yeah. And the brown one. The brown but one yeah, looks it, more it, like it, a Frankenstein. Exactly, which was, like you said, from the original yeah. Frankenstein, which I, I don't know. To, to me, uh, I, I, I never really wanted like to see that one again because it yeah. was, to me, extremely corny. Yeah. To see a, but, a, a Godzilla-sized Frankenstein was kind of I was yeah. was weird looking. Like it was real interesting. And like, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> out of all, and I've seen many. Uh, that's one that I would love to forget. Yeah, yeah that one really didn't. Um, I'll tell you this: at least they at they kept the continuity going in the beginning of War of the Gargantuas because at the end of Frankenstein Conquers the World, Frankenstein gets killed by a giant octopus. Now, mm, in the yeah. beginning of War of the Gargantuas. These, it's a battle. With it's a octopus. battle between a giant octopus who's trying to eat these uh, uh, boaters, like these sailmen. Yeah, uh, I, I think they're fishermen. Fishermen, yes. And then yeah, this fishermen. green giant comes out of nowhere and beats the crap out of this octopus, <laughs> which, which sets the tone for the movie because it shows yeah. his like his agility, his violence. Now and... here's what they didn't show till later on in the movie because one of the survivors. They go up to him and they say, oh, what happened? This thing came out of nowhere. Now, you think in the beginning of the movie he saved them from the octopus. In reality, he was trying to kill them himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, 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 he preferred munching on the humans than the actual octopus. Which yeah. Later on in the movie when he comes out, and I, I think the scene is at a, an airport. Yes. Yes, he's by an airport. And I think there he grabs a woman. He, they don't show him putting. Uh, yeah, he puts it in his mouth, and they show him spit out the clothing. That's the thing. He doesn't like to eat cloves. No, no, no. <laughs> he There's eat, no flavor he, there. <laughs> yeah. He eats the people, but then he spits yeah. the clothes out, and you hear it. He goes, Ach-cha! and he spits. Yeah, he's you know, <laughs> like a, like like a person. You know? Yeah, he just spat uh, it on the floor. But the but his weakness and uh, funny because it's the sunlight. Yeah. Yeah, it's the sunlight, you know, because uh, basically, uh, to me, the 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 brown one is bigger and it looks more broader. But to me, the green one was like faster. Yes, more athletic. To me, somewhat somewhat stronger to an extent because he was more violent. Yeah, he he was definitely violent. The brown one was uh, he was actually raised by some of the scientists out there. Scientists. So and and I guess when he got a little bigger, he escaped and 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 ran off into the into the mountains. Um, and, and, but it had a relationship with yes, people with the humans. Yeah, exactly. The green one obviously somewhat mutated somewhere out there and into the into another the sea. really yeah. He didn't have people, people interaction. Yeah, exactly. And maybe he got tired of all the seafood and said, "Well, let me go to land and eat some people." Yeah, yeah. And the you know? the crazy thing is though, th- there's obvious love. Or the connection is known between the two of them because later on when the army actually gets an upper hand on the green one, almost killing it with, like, the electric yeah. shocks and all that stuff, the brown one comes out of nowhere and saves it and then and saves ta- it. takes him into the mountains and stuff. However, he gets yeah. pissed off when the green one eats people to the point where yeah. that's when they started fighting each other because he noticed clothing all over the mountains and blood and stuff. He sees yeah. him, and I think he takes, like, a big tree trunk out of the ground 
and just whacks them with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it also shows right there to an extent the younger one, oh, well, the green, I don't want to say younger, the green one, to an extent has some sort of fear of the of brown, the brown one's one. anger. Because the brown one's big. He's bigger. Yeah. He's... You know, because he ran like, uh, he ran <laughs> like away. if the sun yeah. was coming out right now, and yeah. he was just running straight, th- even as they were shooting him, he just bypassed. Ran through it. Yeah. <laughs> to get ran away from the, just, to get know, away from the brown exactly. one. Yeah. To get away, but obviously, as the movie went on, he got hungry and came back on land. Yep, and that's when the battle happened at the end. Exactly, which is a, like I said, I found it to be a very good battle in the sense of monsters. And the last one I saw that was compatible to me to that fight was uh, the the King Kong and Godzilla. Yes, because the last almost fifteen minutes of this movie, uh, once they drop him from the balloons. Yes. Uh, it, you know, it's just a, a battle. It's just you know, they keep on, they keep on, they keep on. And once again, Godzilla at one point had the upper hand because he yeah. was slapping him with the tail all over the place. If it wasn't for the uh, the electrical storm, that's the thing that kind of confused me growing up. Since when has King yeah. Kong been uh, charged by electricity? I've never seen that in any of his other movies. <laughs> uh, neither have I. And if anything, that was the first time they show him. When they made the electrical barrier. And he started eating it. Yeah, that Godzilla wouldn't pass by it. No. You know? But King Kong was just, he just put it in his mouth and just started absorbing it. Yeah. Which supposedly gives him more power. Now, the thing with with this, and and I saw videos on it, and I've I've read some, some stuff on it. Originally, they wanted to have Godzilla fight that Frankenstein monster, which kind of explains... And later on, they they just switched it to Kong, but but it kind of explains the whole. If they had the original story already written, that electricity yeah. can bring this dude back or or feeds on it, that would explain the Frankenstein dynamic because Frankenstein you could he he bring him back with the with, shock with ele- shocks. electric shock. Yeah. Now they obviously didn't change the story when they brought Kong into the mix because Kong is just a creature. He's a giant. He's a giant ape. Electricity should hurt him too. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. <laughs> so if and, that's and a that's true story, that would explain that. Explain the the, the electricity part because uh, at one point when he's down and out in the battle, yeah, storm comes. Yes, he gets uh, electrocuted like two or three times, and from there it just turns the tide. Yeah, that doesn't have a real chance. If anything, he's on the run. Yeah, it turns I Kong, mean, like, he, supercharged, and he's yeah, punching he, him with electricity and all sorts of shit. Flipping him <laughs> and pushing him and charging him, even when he throws the flame on him. Nothing. Which, in the beginning of the movie, it would bother him. Yeah. And he would just retreat. Here, he's towards the end, running when Godzilla's it. running for his life, and he's <laughs> throwing the flames, he's, yeah, he's running right through it. He's like, no, nothing's going to stop me. And, and the funny thing, I know you probably noticed this on a lot of other monster movies, that that, that poor building. The same one. Always, <laughs> the same one that's always getting destroyed in all these, <laughs> in all of these movies. You know, it's, uh, it's funny. You know, it's, like all the, the it's like the buildings. Spanish announce table in wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> they, they just keep destroying it. But, but once again, those are, Good battles. Now there was another King Kong movie, which I'm pretty sure you've probably seen. Which, the, to me, is, the battle is somewhat okay. Which is uh, 
King Kong escapes. Oh, with the with the mechanical Godzilla, with the mechanical, with the King mechanical Kong. one. Yeah. Yes, because the mechanical one towards uh, in the beginning of the movie is very stiff. Yeah, it doesn't move. Yeah, it doesn't really. Too much. <laughs> but but for the battle, he's super agile. All over the place. He's very yeah. agile. You know, he's flexible or whatever this and this and that. That's when they were and, fighting um, like on a tower, right? They were climbing uh, a tower. Yeah, it looked like some sort of a uh, Eiffel Tower type thing. Yeah. And if you look at that part while they're on the tower, it's funny because the the, the robotic one is throwing some good punches because yeah, you know yeah. he's he's higher than <laughs> Kong. Kong is behind him, and the kicks and the punches are real straight. I mean, like straight out of boxing, quick straight jabs, straight jabs. <laughs> and it's funny because he's hitting him, hitting, hitting him, and that doesn't bother Kong that much at all. What bothers him is when he flashes the light in his eyes. Yeah, blinds him. Yep. If it just blinds him, he just starts covering and like, you know. But um like all King Kong movies, you know, King Kong's always in love and there always has to be a woman. Yep. Which yep. is uh, the only good part about Kong, you know, woman come first, the battle comes second. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> and if you, but, and, you know, and looking it, at the Kong movie before that, I think it was King Kong Lives or something like that. This was like Yeah. I want to say the 80s at this point. Um, the very famous actress in that movie was Linda Hamilton from Terminator. Linda she, Hamilton. Yeah. She had done, mm-hmm. I think before that, she did like uh, Beauty and the Beast. Like there was a, there was a thing in the 80s where like she did like Beauty and the Beast. I don't know if that was a show. You know how they had like TV movies back then too? I don't yeah. know if that was like a TV movie or something, but she had done that. And then I don't know where in between if Kong came before Terminator, but. It was around the same time, like 83, 84. Oh, yeah, 83, 84, yeah. around there, yeah. So she was she was getting a lot of roles back then, but she was in this Kong movie, which is pretty cool, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. And what's cool also, you know, about a lot of these monster movies is the the, the, the change as the movies go on. The, the, the King Kongs don't look the same. The Godzillas don't look the same. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, they start changing, and they, they some of them look more ferocious and some look more funny yeah once again the the king Kong escape one if you look at that Kong, he's uh he has a very large torso yeah he huge. has short legs yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know real short legs and the part that he's going after the robotic one that's already climbing the tower when you see him running it, it looks like a little ape yeah and he's running very fast. And I think is is are those Kong models uh, the different one that they used for what was that movie? It it was a King Kong remake. I want to say with Jeff Bridges and uh and oh, yeah, Claire, Claire Danes. Yeah. I want to say. Oh no, was it Claire Danes or Jennifer Grey? No, I want to say Claire that, Danes. That right? was no. I think uh, what was her name? I forgot her name. She's the blonde also. But she was famous uh, Jessica too. Jessica Lang. Jessica Lang. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Jessica Lang. Yeah, yeah. She was the one that. And once again, I wasn't a fan of this movie. The one with uh, think, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, I think the King Kong was awful. Yeah, he looked uh, rough. <laughs> yeah, especially when when they had him in that cage that he breaks out. Yeah. I mean, it looked so fake. I mean, compared to the Kongs. Before, yeah, that looked more realistic compared to that one. Even the original one from the '30s looked awesome; yeah. like it looked great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this one, you know, I was never a fan of that movie. 
So, yeah, it falls under one of the movies of King Kong, which, you know, everyone knows about it, but that that one I wasn't a fan of. Yeah. You know? It's like everybody but, has, like, real hate for the Godzilla that came out in 1998 with Matthew Broderick, that it was just a big iguana running around New York City. Like, you remember? Remember that one? Yeah, that that that, that <laughs> just it just it, that's just not Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you could call it Godzilla. I mean, but it it, it just wasn't. It was. I mean, the face. It was. Uh, it wasn't him. It, it just wasn't at him. all. <laughs> I mean, that that was a big that was a big mess. The fun, the funny thing it, about that is that the Japanese was so pissed about it that they bought the rights to that creature. And they put it in another Godzilla movie that came out in 2004 called uh, Final Wars, where Godzilla's yeah. fighting every monster ever, pretty much, in one movie. Yeah. And they, one put, movie, yeah. they brought that thing out there, and Godzilla killed it in two seconds with his fire breath. And then the, the Japanese guy in dubbed English was like, yeah, I knew that fake Godzilla yeah, wasn't going to do that, it. That, <laughs> that was just terrible. That, 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 they totally <laughs> killed that movie with that. I think the movie could have done a lot better. Yeah, if they would have used a the more real realistic yeah. Godzilla, even though that movie, compared to the Godzillas they have now, looks, at least it looks better. See, yeah, you can see. Yeah, you can see the monster. You can see the Godzilla. These Godzillas in the last, uh, I think Godzilla 2014, that he's fighting the Motos. The Motos, yeah. Motos, something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just so dark. I mean, even the battle towards the end with the building, you know, that they're in the city. Yeah. That they that you got the, some of the military dropping down in parachutes. And you just really can't see. And I think just another failure, another hit with this movie that they just didn't get it right. Now, Godzilla now, which is what, King of the Monsters, the most yeah, recent one? Yeah, that was the last one, yeah. That to me also it's a little dark and also too much effects with the Mothra. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't didn't look like Mothra at all. No, well, especially the part when it was still a larvae. Yeah, that looked rough. I don't know what that was. I I, I didn't care for that. And then also it looked more like a wasp. Yeah, it didn't look like the butterfly. It it was totally different. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you know when they make these movies and they feel. If they change the creature, they, 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 they can Make still it call it Mothra. Yeah. Hey, but you're taking away, to me, that I I grew up with these monsters and I see the way they've changed them now because of the effects. It's actually taking away from the, the, the history of the the names itself, Mothra or King yeah. Kong or Godzilla. You're taking away because... Fine, we don't want to see rubber suits now, but we also don't want to see so much effect that it takes away from the creature itself. Yeah, I thought they did okay with uh, with Rodan. I thought they did okay with 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 the Rodan monster. Um, even though they kind of made it like, you know, he's Fiery, made, made like from it... made from lava. Like like he comes out of the volcano. When in the original Rodan, they died from a volcanic eruption. So I'm like, wait a well, minute. He... <laughs> See, well, that's the thing. It, 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 it contradicts. It takes away because, okay, it was the original Roland when it first was shown in the movie was an egg. 
Oh, really? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, and it, you know, some uh, some guy gets trapped in the, the I don't know if it's caves or taverns or whatever. Yeah, it, is. it was like a mine and, shaft, like a cave. Yeah, or, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, mine shaft, and it starts hatching. That's mm-hmm. when you first see uh, the baby roll then, which starts eating these little creatures, little parasites. Yeah, that are killing people in the area. Yeah. Now, once it takes off. Because originally they just show one. In the movie, there's two. There's two of them, yep. There's two of them. Maybe that's why I think they made the road that now come out of a volcano. Yeah. Instead of making it just come out of a, you know. And probably to make him look more powerful, you know, he's coming out of a volcano. Yeah. You know, which he looked more realistic than all the others. Yes. Yeah. You know. But once again, to me, uh, I, I didn't really care for that movie either too much yeah. and the thing is when these movies are being announced as they're coming out i get excited to an extent because once again i want to see these things i want to see these movies because i grew up with these movies but when i see them once i leave the theater i'm somewhat disappointed yeah because it's maybe i'm used to the traditional and the old and the new way of them making these uh movies like I said earlier, it just takes away from the history of the creatures themselves. Yeah. You know, I, I could just imagine if they were to make a remake of the creatures of the Black Lagoon. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, uh, with all the other universal monsters, I mean, there's been a ton of Draculas. There's been a ton of Frankensteins, yeah. mummies, I, I, and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's one they movie that they have the Black not Lagoon. touched. Yeah. And, and if they were to do that, it would probably look like Aquaman. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't try to that. make it so realistic. I can see that. It will probably look like Aquaman. But <laughs> if you look at the original one, the the, 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 the the costume itself, the gills, the way it moves on the sides. Yeah, yeah. You know? And the, now, that, think, that scene where he's swimming under the chick yeah. who's swimming and doesn't notice he's there and he's just and does, right he's swimming his, with these for back know? then I'm sure whoever saw that back in the day was like wow this is like yeah. incredible but when they made the second one to me which was pretty good because it shows uh, he's already captured and um, he escapes from the the aquarium I yeah. Think it yeah and it shows his strength because he's tired that topples over a car while he's escaping and <laughs> heads back to the ocean. But to me, with this movie, what flopped was the airs coming out from the top of his head. Yeah. If you see the bubbles, you know, because of course he's using some sort of air tank. Yeah. But it's coming out from the top of his head. Yeah. That's... I mean, it, it, it just, I don't know. It just didn't look right. But it, it, overall, it, it's a good movie because it, it's the same creature that didn't change much on it and once again this is another creature that falls in love with women yeah another because, one uh is their downfall yeah yeah it's their downfall you know because all these uh, they're, they're busy concentrating on a woman and just to be concentrating on the men who's trying to kill them yeah you know because that's how he gets killed in the first one yeah they go you into know, the cave and they they shoot him a couple of times yeah they, they use the girl as bait and yeah, well, he well on the boat. Remember, he grabbed her on the boat and jumped into and the water. Dived right into the water. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking this in later, and not, <laughs> I should have known the fact that this time we're coming back for her. So yeah, that's the funny thing also about a lot of these movies. You know, women are, are, are the key component to these monsters in a sense. That's also their weakness. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, besides, you know, the other monster who's fighting, they're fighting with for the sun or the fire. Women is their weakness because they, 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 you know, they see this. And it's crazy to and think that a creature like that would have a soft spot for, for a human. It, it, not knowing, and they know the difference between a man and a woman, which is interesting too, because they're not human themselves. So how would they know? <laughs> what a woman is or or maybe it's like the reaction like the man is like you know putting up a fight but the woman's like ah like like screaming maybe that creature sees this human as vulnerable and and is attracted to it who knows yeah yeah i mean that, yeah. that's digging really deep i'm not a movie script writer or anything like that <laughs> but 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 analyzing it you you see yourself as as in it and it's kind of like Something that's not human, but still finds attraction in in a in a human female. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I mean, so going into now like the the horror genre of things, in terms of like like I consider like in my, I mean, it was still before my time, kind of, because I saw these as little kids, and obviously the movies were already out. But you're like Friday the 13th, your Halloweens, your Nightmares on Elm Streets, you know, your child's plays, all that other stuff. What horror did you get into first, like like in your time growing up? Like what was, I guess, going into the 70s and the 80s and stuff, what was the one that actually got you first? Like, like wow, look at this crazy thing or something like that. Well, the slasher movies, uh, you know, made a big impact in the late 70s. Yeah. And um, I remember when I was in high school, and Friday the 13th was coming out on Friday the 13th itself. Mm. And I remember a lot of my um, high school friends, oh, we're going to the movies, we're going to see Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th. And um, I never got to see it in the movies. Yeah. Friday the 13th itself. But that was the first, to an extent, that was more open to the more of a public thing in a sense that it blew up was the hearsay about it. Oh, you got to see this movie. You got to see this movie. Yeah. Everyone wanted to see this movie. And once, and remember, Friday the 13th, I think its original budget was $300,000. Yeah, it was very low budget. Yeah. Low budget, but it made over $40 million. Yep. Now, you're talking back now, I think it was, what, 78? Was it? No, actually, Friday came out in 80. Halloween came out in 78. Yeah. And if you look back at that time, the price of a ticket, it wasn't like it was today. It's probably like, what, 3 $4 probably back then? Even, it probably even less. I remember going to the movies and paying $1.50. Wow. So <laughs> for for that movie to make over forty million dollars, that's crazy. And yeah. for those price of tickets, it just tells you the amount of people that went to see these movies. Now, what I liked about the Friday the Thirteenth and your Freddy Kruegers, the uh, so, well, let's call them by their name: your Michael Myers, your Jason Voorhees, yeah, Freddy. What I like about these movies is that. The killings, you know, that was so outrageous, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> very dramatic but, and yeah. very uh, over the yeah, top. Yeah, I mean, and they were graphic. Yeah. They were, you know, even though you look back now, the, the, the effects weren't as what they have now, 
but the the blood, the gore, the screams. And when you um, would at least expect the killing to happen. Yeah. Now, as the years went on, everyone knew or learned, just like it says in the the scream, that sex equals death. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like the rules that they that, yeah. that they said in Scream. Like you said, you, you you see enough movies to know. Okay, the guy that gets high is gonna get killed. The guy that's drunk killed. and can't and can't move is gonna be an easy target. The chick, exactly. the chick that loses her virginity to the football jock, they're gonna get it too. But the one sure. person who's like pure and like. You know, has done nothing wrong. Are the ones that are going to be strong enough to combat this thing, even if it's just like a young girl, like in Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis, which is her first movie. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis survives this killing machine, who she finds out <laughs> later on in the series is her older brother coming to get her. Brother, yeah. And and she survives this guy who's killing everybody. Why? Because yeah. she was the only one out of her friends who was completely pure, pure at heart, did nothing wrong, and mm-hmm. she was protecting kids or some craziness yeah, like that. Yeah, she was, she, was, she was the virgin. And, yeah, you know, yeah. And she's babysitting the kids. And, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, she was more pure at heart compared to her friends that were out there smoking weed. I think one of her girl, I think the girlfriend, uh, the daughter of the, the sheriff. The sheriff, yeah. yeah. I think at one point in the car, she's uh, smoking and, and he, so, I think, yoked her up from behind friends. and choked her out. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But and, the now, 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 Michael, as time went on, became more violent. Yeah, yeah. You know, the other sequels, you know, he was. You know, I think there was one movie. I forgot which one exactly it was, which was much later on. But I think this one came out maybe in the nineties, and. He was so fast and so, you know, violent. That yeah. I, I think in the beginning, I think that's when he's beating one of the campers in a sleeping bag. He just picks up the sleeping bag. Oh, and that's touches. in, uh, that's Jason. That's in Friday the 13th. Yeah. He that's takes, Friday the 13th. Yeah. He it, takes the sleeping bag and bashes it up against a tree. Like Yeah, they started making them a lot more violent, you know. Yeah. They started making them a lot more violent. Cause, more graphic. Because the thing you is, you they, had to. They came out with these movies once a year, so I guess they they rushed them all in produ- into production, and they had to like just keep upping the the violence and the gore and the yeah. You know, they had to because I mean, there's so many sequels. You, 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 they're gonna have to try and outdo the last one. Yeah, and, and the only way of doing that is by more bloodshed and more you know gore. Yeah, if not, a lot of the movies you know. Aren't too great. Yeah, they're not. I, they're not going to be Oscar worthy, but 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 it's you know it's good trash. Yeah. <laughs> Even the the last one that she made, which I think was maybe like two or three years ago. Which one? That uh, uh the the Michael Myers. Oh yeah, the Halloween that came out in twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that one I didn't care too much for that one either because I mean this as. The more movies you make, the less plot you have. Yeah. I think on this one, I mean, he's after her again, and she's much, much older now. But she's kind of so like I, a Sarah Connor type character in the, in, in the last yeah. one. Like, she created booby traps, and and she was yeah, real, she was like, 
good with guns and stuff like that. It wasn't the. Oh, she was preparing herself because she knew eventually he was going to come. going to come for her. Yeah. He's going to come again. Even though Jamie Lee Curtis at one point didn't want no. This one is the the Halloween. Yeah. That uh, didn't when they made the the third one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that which had nothing had to nothing, do. It had nothing to do with Michael Myers at all. It was yes, like because, this company who made Mask. Like, yeah. when this commercial would come on, it would blow kids' heads off or some craziness yeah. like that. <laughs> well, the reason they went that route with that movie because I think at that time Jamie Lee Curtis no longer wanted. She didn't want to do it. Yeah, and and they wanted it. to go a different direction with it also because I think the you know. producer was like. No one's gonna want to keep watching this guy kill people every year. So, yeah. what they want to do but, is is a, a, a science fiction themed type thing, where like these masks that these kids are wearing on Halloween. Yeah. Every time this commercial will come on, something bad will happen to them. Which was a, a flop. The movie really didn't. It didn't do much. Work out. You know, so they had to bring her back and him. Yeah. For it to continue being successful. Even because, though they, know, she she didn't come back till. H2O, which came out in, like, 99. Like, she was much older. They brought Michael back, and then he started chasing his little niece around for, like, a couple of movies. Which was, yeah, which was Jamie's daughter. Jamie's daughter in storyline, yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And they actually named her Jamie, which is pretty funny. Well, the same thing happened with uh, Jason. Yeah, because you had your Tommy Jarvis uh, uh, for, for a few films. Like, in the beginning, it was Jason's mother. And then, out of nowhere, he comes out. Now, the thing is, remember, in the second one, he's not wearing a mask. No, he's wearing, like, a potato sack over his head. Like a burlap. Yeah, burlap bag. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With one eye out. Like, he had a... (laughs) Yeah, he uh, had an opening for the eye. But, I think the mask came... I don't even think it came in the third. I think it came, I think, uh, Jason Lives, I think it's called. Or I think he found the, the mask in the, either the third one or the fourth one. He found the mask somewhere after he killed somebody. When the guy goes to the cemetery in the beginning with his friend. Yeah, that was that was in part six. That was a little bit later. But Jason already had the mask by then. Because if you remember... Yeah, but, this, but this is when they bring him back. Yeah, because if you remember, I think it was uh, Friday the 13th, uh, the final chapter in part four, um, where Corey Feldman, who was a little kid at the time, played Tommy Jarvis. And yeah, he's he, the one that he, balls his head at the end. Yeah, he knocks his mask off with a machete and then yeah, stabs yeah. him, and Jason's face falls onto the machete and slides down the machete, it's, which it's is crazy. Slides down the machete, yeah. <laughs> which was crazy. crazy. <laughs> it is. Then they tried to play yeah. it off at the end, like if Tommy Jarvis was going to be like the new Jason. He had, he had a weird look on his face at the end. Um, they had actually intended for that to be the last Friday the 13th movie, but the, yeah, well. the, the demand was so high for it to come back, and Jason was such a pop culture character by then that they just had no choice. They just kept bringing it back every year. Yeah, because they know people will go and watch it. They'll because spend once money. Again, it, yeah. It's become pop culture. You know, these movies are classics. Even though the slasher movies went down. They went down for a while. Yep. For a while. Yep. But before that happened, you know, you had your, once again, one that I liked was the Freddy Krueger. Yes. 
and know, those that, 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 those that. were awesome because you know so many different dream scenarios that that Freddie mm-hmm. could get you in, and and whatever you fear, he will use that in the background to 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 take you out. And yeah. and speaking of the original uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, which is obviously heavenly, uh, what do you call that? Uh, you know, obviously the name of my show is is kind of an offshoot of that. Um, but the original Johnny Depp was his first movie. Yeah, that was his first movie. You know, one of the biggest was... paid actors ever in Hollywood. This was his first movie. Well, uh, what to bring up another actress? Which these uh, horror movies I didn't care too much at all for, which was The Leprechauns. Oh, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston's in there. Yeah, yeah. And even in the... You had your Kevin Bacon and Friday the Thirteenth, yep. Friday the Thirteenth. You know, so yeah, you had and you look at these actors now. You're talking about mega actors. Yeah, you know, people who are still acting, making big movies. You know, the famous. You know, and they started off in these low budget, you know, movies, which you know, people will always remember them in these movies. I will always remember Kevin Bacon in this movie, and I remember. Uh, Jennifer Anderson, Leprechaun, and Clean Eastwood and Trance, you know. You know one it, guy it, it, in particular that just jumped into my brain that probably a lot of people won't know if they didn't watch it because, you know, a lot, not a lot of people saw every single one of each, but I want to say Nightmare on Elm Street 3, which was entitled Dream Warriors, which is a bunch yeah, of kids Warriors, inside yeah. of a psych ward that fight yeah, Freddy off. Ward. And I think mm-hmm. they brought back the original chick from the first one. Heather Camp was back in that one to help the kids out. If you notice, yeah. one of the, I don't want to call him a nurse, but um, one of the guys who worked for the psych ward was uh, the dude from Matrix, Morpheus, the Moreno. Uh, Morpheus, yeah. Larry, uh, Larry Fishburne. Larry Fishburne. He was in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. if you if you go, oh, and in one of the Friday the 13ths, um, What's the skinny dude? Uh, Crispin Glover. He was in one of those uh, Friday the 13th. He was one of the camp counselors or or something like that. Um, yeah. So a lot of names, like you said, a lot of names have gone through. Even if you go into the 90s where they used a lot of up-and-coming actors and actresses to be in Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer and, and all these other ones, you have guys like uh, – you know, like um, Jennifer Love Hewitt was the main star, f- and Freddie Prince Jr. And then you got in Scream, you got Nev Campbell with um, the skinny kid that p- ended up playing um, sh- uh, Shaggy and Scooby Doo. Uh, uh, <laughs> Matthew Lillard. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you got a bunch of you know, and Jamie Kennedy who ended up being a big time comedian and had his own show was on those movies. Rose McGowan was in one of those movies, like you know. A lot oh, of big, go on and on. yeah, a lot of big names have been in these these type movies, and a lot of people put them down because, like you said, they're probably low quality or the story is never good or whatever the case. But like I said, you'd be surprised of who are actually you know you see in these movies, and it's like, oh snap! He's like, yep, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, and you had mentioned that the the slasher genre went down for a little while, and it did. It went down for for a good number of years, and I feel like the paranormal stuff kind of took over in terms of popularity in that time, like especially when like Blair Witch Project came out, and um, you know, uh, Paranormal Activity, all that other stuff. And I feel like yeah, a lot of the those. yeah, I, they're not my favorite. I'll tell you that much. The only one that I really cared for, and it's because it's 
known as one of the scariest movies of all time. And, and you actually took me to see it when it returned to theaters on, I think, my 12th birthday, and that was The Exorcist. Um, the Exorcist was one of the creepiest, and still to this day, I'm sure it's probably the creepiest movie anybody would see. Even with well, all that's this, true horror. Yeah, and even with all this paranormal shit that's out now, I still don't think that holds a candle to, to what The Exorcist no. did in the 70s. There's- that, that movie would always stand out on its own. I, I personally have never seen a horror worse than that one. Yeah. <laughs> up to this day. Up to this day. I already know what's coming up next yeah. in that movie. And it still makes the hairs on my back crawl. Yeah. It, it, it's a, a type of movie that leaves an impact on a person. Yep. Yeah. It, it's just... Uh, to, to, to think of the idea of actually making a movie like that, the way they <laughs> make up. Yeah, it's crazy. The makeup and uh, just the, the moving of the bed, uh, the, the, the floating, and the, the, the green vomit, and the, the speaking in tongues. I mean, it, it's just a crazy movie that you, you know, you, you can't see it. Before going to bed, because yeah, no. you're not going to sleep. <laughs> you're, you're not. You're not going to sleep. I mean, it's just going to constantly. And if you do, you're going to probably have it in your dreams. Yeah, seeing it's that face. That, you know, uh, Linda Blair, who played Reagan. Um, you know, that face. I mean, and and Linda Blair was a good-looking girl, and they turned yeah. her into a goblin. Like they turned her. Like she but was. See, <laughs> but see, in the movie. There's three girls playing that part. Yeah, yeah, it's not all in the Blair. Yeah, there's a few, no. there's a couple of them, yeah. Yeah, because there's one part there that, the part with the cross. Yes. You know, that's not, you know, you can't use it. I think Linda Blair at that time was, what, 11 or 12? She was a young girl, like yeah, yeah. She was yeah, young. She you couldn't say the, that, no. Or even do what she was doing with the cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was someone else. The thing is, you couldn't really tell because the makeup. And it was usually the same area, which was the room, which took place basically in the whole movie. Yeah. It, it was basically the room itself. That after a while, they had to pad it and they had to tie her down because of the things she was doing. Yeah. Slapping her moms. And it was just, it's also, I found it somewhat uh, disgusting. And the crazy plot twist at the end when the demon takes over the pastor, takes over the priest at the end. And, yeah. and and he, in order for him to, you know, in his mind to save himself and everybody else, he just jump throws himself out the window. And I think he dies on the steps. Like he, yeah. just, <laughs> he's dying. Yeah. But the other, I think another priest comes and he's communicating by him moving his hand. Yeah. Yeah. Like asking for forgiveness because mm-hmm. he, you know, attempted the, the suicide attempt. Cause you know, that's, considered the unforgivable sin. So I guess the the preacher trying to, you know, help him, you know, get saved at that moment, you know, he responds with his hand. He should have known better because possession, you know, the same way he possessed you, you could try and kill yourself, whatever, he'll just possess somebody else. You're possess not, somebody else. Killing. You're just killing your own body. You're not, you, you know. You're killing yourself, you know. <laughs> you're not killing the but, demon uh, that took you over. Which the movie itself is based on a true story. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes it creepy. Which, uh, like stuff like that, and and others like uh, supposedly the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was supposedly based on true events. Also, well, that, that that's Hewitt. Yeah, 
it's, it's, uh, I think it's real last name. I think, uh, well, the the character's name, yeah, uh, I think it's uh, Ed Gein. They they tried to, uh, I think Ed Gein. Well, he was a serial killer. Yeah, he was a Ed serial Gein, killer yeah. back there, and apparently, Psycho, uh, uh, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and in some way, I don't know how, but in some way, Nightmare on Elm Street were all based on this one dude. Um, yeah, and so was uh, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs as well, yes, because he was cannibalistic. Yeah. yeah. Cannibalistic, and uh, remember, uh, a lot of these uh, would remove the skin. Yeah. And and with like Texas Ed Chainsaw, Dean. he'll take the skin off your face and put it on as a mask. The yeah. leather face Ed, would do that a lot. Ed Gein would make lamp covers. <laughs> you know, with the skins and stuff like that. And, you know, whole, yeah, I mean, these are sick individuals, but... Yeah. This is what inspired them making these movies. And I'm pretty you sure know. they did, but did they make a? They made a John Wayne Gacy movie, right? I mean, I know they made the Ted Bundy movie and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they've made uh, Gacy movies and Ted Bundy movies. A lot of these serial killers, they now, what, Jeffrey Dahmer. Now, and, now, in your opinion, why do you think a lot of those movies who were based on actual people, and 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 I guess some Son of Sam, Summer of Sam, could could go up there too. Which actually made the movie theater. It was with John Leguizamo, among other people. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. why are the movies who are based on actual real people not as, I guess, famous as the ones who are not like uh, made real. about real people? Well, because uh, my personal opinion, I think people don't want to accept the fact that you know these are based on real people. Yeah. That they... I mean, there's the difference between the reality and the imagination. Yeah. You know, like a lot of these monster movies are made up. Yeah. You know, by uh, uh, people who create the movies and they create these characters. And compared to these movies that you're not creating a character, you're taking real life experiences from these people and putting it on film. Yeah. You know, so these movies... To me, in my opinion, are more dramatic, more realistic because they actually happened. Yeah, that's why maybe with the Exorcist, that it went to those depths of you know making those certain scenes, maybe because those certain scenes happen in real life. Yeah, you know, which I mean, how can you come out? <laughs> With an idea like that, you yeah, know? I mean, you gotta be just, sick. You, know, you gotta be sick. <laughs> you, you know, you know the, the, the 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 person who's creating the the that part of the movie had to have some experience we, with that. At some, you would think you know, no one's that um, but creative, evil. <laughs> yeah, you know, you have to be demented. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. so when they're making these movies, they're actually going into the mind of these people or these people who had the experiences. Yeah. Which is, you know, pretty profound, you know, because when you look at these movies, you know, once again, I, I got to keep bringing up The Exorcist, you know, that gets inside you. You know, when you look at this movie, sometimes you'll think about it for a couple of days. And you got to think about you the know, actors too, because you go to Sutton, Sutton as small as like when Heath Ledger played the Joker and, and Jack Nicholson warned him, like, yeah. listen, you play a part like this with with conviction, it's gonna do something to you. Can you imagine? And yeah. that's and that's just a superhero movie. Imagine yeah. something so demonic like that that you play that role, 
some stuff has to be going on in the background there where you're you're calling these things out. <laughs> well, the, 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 I don't know if it's true, but in the filming of The Exorcist, supposedly there were some incidents that happened during the filming. I've heard Fires that too. And, I've heard that too. I, I mean, I don't I don't know how true that is, but you know, supposedly. I think even you know, someone, uh, either this one or Poltergeist, I think someone actually died on the set while making well, it. I'm not sure. I think in the part that they're in the water, I think something with a helicopter. Yeah. I think decapitated someone. Like a crew member. You know? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and like I said, in The Exorcist, I think they said there was some fires and some flare-ups here and there. You know? Yeah. Odd things. You Odd know? things were happening. Those were the words. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because once again, you know, it's just like the evil dead. Yeah. The, I mean. Yeah, when I first saw the evil dead. You know, the, it was more comedic show. for me than anything else, but but it was it did it did, the first one scared the crap out of me when I was a little kid. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, but yeah, no, it did, it did the same thing to me, and I wasn't little. <laughs> you know, the thing is with the evil that, that these movies to me that deal with possession and stuff like that, I, you know, they're really eerie and really dark. Yeah, and um, it's the part that really bugs me on the evil that that they're sitting in that. I think it's a living room or whatever it is in the cabin. And they're playing with cards. Yeah. And one of the friends, which is a female, is sitting by the window. And they talk, oh, the, 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 what card is this? And this one is saying, oh, it's the king of hearts. And of course it wasn't. And the one by the window was actually reading the cards correctly. And then right there, she just turns around and floats around, and her eyes go back white and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, I mean, really sick. You know, I, I, to me, that was the scariest part of the movie. The, the rest of the movie, the... the Like the demon that puts her head... up with the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's not that bad. Right That's there. just gore. That's all that is. Yeah, and that's the part, like you got to saying, that was more comedy. That's why they made a... Series. They spoofed it, yeah, yeah. Evil Dead Two, and then Army of Darkness, and then yeah. the, the the TV, the show that they gave them like yeah. a couple years back. It was all a, it was a, it was uh, like a spoof. Ed, Ed, I think he's that. Are you? It was uh, Ash. Ash Williams, yeah. Ash. Yeah, Ash. Yeah. Which those became like a spoof. Yeah. Because the original movie, yeah, it, it, the beginning was a little gory, but then it started getting into you know, somewhat funny. Yeah. You know, but it did have its you know. Oh, it definitely, parts, like, definitely you know, had its you moments. You hear the demon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You hear it going us. Yeah, join us. Join us. You know, you hear that. And it, when, it, when at the end, when the guy, I think, is leaving, that the sun came out, and you see the demon. Well, you don't see it, but they give you the impression the demon is coming after him because the trees are falling down, and that's how it ends, you know. Yeah. Screams, and it ends like that. But, yeah, I, I wasn't really a fan of those type of movies. Did you enjoy um like uh like the thrillers like let's say like th- stuff like The Shining or uh like stuff like those those type of movies that kind of make you think like it like is this really what's here like like I The Shining always confused me because I don't know if that's like an altered reality or something because like well, at the, the end Shining, of the, at the end of the movie yeah. they show a picture of all the guys in yeah. the hotel, and he's in the picture. I'm like, wait a minute. He's in the picture. What that, is that? that, that I, I really didn't understand that part in all honesty. 
but to me, The Shining also was possession. Yeah. Like he was possessed uh, by the hotel or, or what, what, whatever was in the hotel. Like, well, so was the little kid. Red Ram. Red. That's why he would talk, I think, to his finger. His finger, he would talk with his finger. Yeah. I mean, he would wiggle his finger. And I think uh, the, the guy who worked there, the black guy who worked there, knew what was going on. Yeah, he, he knew did. something was up with the kid. You know, but obviously with the, the, the hotel itself, being that it had those murders take place there. The two little girls and other people. Now, I, I think that's did it what, have something to do with itself. with like Jack Nicholson's family? Did they own that hotel? I, in all honesty, I don't know. Yeah, I, it I never... looks like it gave that impression because he was in that photo. Yeah, and the photo goes back, you know, many, many years. Many years. Yeah, yeah. You know, I never, so I never, possible. I have to watch it again, like as an adult, because I haven't seen it probably since I'm a teenager. So I got to look at it again and really. Like, try to understand, because it's like, I don't, I never got it. You know what I mean? Like, I never really understood. Yeah, I never, I never really understood it. it definitely, he was, uh, he came possessed. Yeah. And um, that's why he was chasing them with the axe and trying to kill them. Uh, obviously, you know, his demise, he froze to death in the maze. Yeah. He got lost in them. Yeah. But I think that was basically it, you know, that it, was, it had to do with possession. And once again, if it goes back that, yeah, it was his family or whatever it was, because he was there in the present and he was also at the end on the picture from the past. Yeah. I, I really didn't really get it too well. And in all honesty, uh, I've seen the movie, but not, I never really sat down and actually watched it completely. Yeah. Because it never really grabbed me either. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's some movies that, you know, yeah, I, 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 I'll hold going to the bathroom just to see this part. Yeah. And there's some movies, oh, you know, let me go to the fridge, or let me go once again to the bathroom, or whatever. That if I miss 10, 15 minutes, I, I didn't care. So some some movies really don't grab me. Yeah. But there's other movies, and like I said, the same way when I was growing up, you know, those monster movies, you know, as a child, they grabbed me. And the slasher movies, yeah, those got to me. You know, I enjoy those. But once again, like the screens, yeah. Though I like the original, I don't like any of the others. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, because the original once again introduces the the character, and you know, you see the killings, the way he kills, you know, with the knife, and he has the costume and the mask on. Yeah, and it's especially all the, when it starts off with Drew the, Barrymore Drew getting Barrymore. gutted the yeah. way. Yeah, you know. You didn't expect way, that type of gore when when you're first, you know, exactly. seeing it. So it's and setting it's like, you up. Oh shit! Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> so it's setting you up to stay sitting down and watch the rest. And it's a mystery. You got to figure yeah, out who's the killer. Exactly. And the funny thing is, in all honesty, I I never even thought it was those two characters. I knew exactly who you thought it was because you told you used to tell me a lot when I was little. You thought it was uh, David Arquette, if I remember correctly. I thought, it, uh, yeah, I thought it was him. Yeah, because he's close yeah. to everybody. Because he's, you know, yeah. he's the guy's sister. He's the he's the girl's brother. Dewey, he's Dewey, also, Dewey. Yeah, he's also the yeah. cop. He's around everyone. He and gets in like close. With, he gets in close with Courtney Cox, who's who's the news yeah. reporter. Yeah, I mean, like he's in the middle of everything, so it kind of yeah, makes yeah. sense. And he's a goofy character, so you wouldn't think yeah. that this guy would and be then, a psychopathic killer. But then it ends up being yeah. the boyfriend and. They make this whole the thing. thing is, they try to throw you off with the boyfriend because remember that he was arrested. 
Yeah. And then he was released. And later on, he gets stabbed by his partner, quote unquote, to make it look yeah. like he's a victim too. But then, exactly. you know, but then he comes out at the end, and you know, uh, we we get the boyfriend yeah. thing. But yeah, I yeah. agree. I like the first one better than the next three that yeah, they the, came out with. Yeah, they they after to me, like I would say, there's nothing better better than the originals. And they did, Usually and the they did sign on good. to do a, a fifth one coming out probably next year. Yeah, maybe the second ones might be okay, but once they head into the third, the fourth, the fifth, now. I stand corrected in reference to, you know, when they come out later on. Like, I think it's one of the Halloweens. I think Rob Zombie. Yes. Right, yes. direct. He did two of them, and, and Michael Myers was a vicious bastard in, in those two. Yeah. <laughs> See, that, that, that one I did, especially when he takes the trucker. That's yeah. Sitting in the toilet. It's the toilet stall. And he bashes and he the has, door in and just gets him. Yeah. He, he just grabs his head and just keeps smashing him. You know, right there. The, what I liked about that movie was uh, more of the violence. That and they gave and you a the way, and they gave you a backstory on him as a little kid, which we didn't exactly. see in the original. In yeah. the original ones, he's in. You're in like a point of view of the of of the murder that just took place, and you didn't realize it was a child until the parents yeah. came and took the mask off. Mm-hmm. You never see him as a kid again. You just see him as no, yeah, as a grown adult. And, and that kid was spooky, that kid. That, that, you know, he looked yeah. kind of like a little girlish kind of, but, you know, especially when he, if, I, if I'm if i correct, if I'm talking about the same movie, that um, you don't have the same Dr. Loomis anymore. No, it's a different guy. I it's think a, he already passed away. Yeah, he had passed away. Yeah, you have a, one of the McDowell brothers. I want to yeah. say uh, Mal- um, Malcolm McDowell was playing uh, yeah. Loomis. Yeah. And, um, and Rob Zombie's wife was the mother of Michael Myers in the beginning. That, in the uh, beginning that she, with John Forsythe. Yeah, uh-huh. That yep. was a nasty guy. Yeah, yeah, he was <laughs> yeah, He was yeah, sick. he was nasty. Uh, <laughs> now, I you, think he deserved what he got. Uh, oh, he got, oh but, he got it rough, though. I think he duct taped yeah. him to the couch or the, the yeah. rocking chair, and he got his neck sliced. Yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of people give Rob Zombie kind of, like, crap for his movies because they're kind of very... Over the top, but I like Rob Zombie's movies. Not for nothing. Well, what, um, yeah, well, that that movie I like. He made another one, I think, The Killer Clowns. It was House of a Thousand Corpse. That was yeah, that clowns. one. No, it was just one of them. Um, Sid Hay. The only thing I don't like about those movies is the, I don't like the uh, like the sexual part in a sense. Yeah, it's it's yeah. over the top. It's a little over the top. Yeah, that to me. Yeah, yeah, it's not like the the earlier ones when you know. They're having sex and they get killed, but they don't show graphic, graphic sex. And these, you know, like rapes and stuff like that. I'm yeah. not into, you know, watching stuff like that. Yeah. I think they could have done something a little more different and still get what they wanted out of the movie. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's a different director. You know, they got different ideas, you know, and, and I mean, if, they want to make it as uh, as graphic as possible. And Rob Zombie, if if anyone has heard his music, you know he's a little out there. So you know, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a guy like that to start making movies, you know, it, it, he's gonna be a little interesting. And the funny thing about yeah. him is that he made House of a Thousand Corps in Universal Corpse, yeah. Universal Studios. Yeah. And, and this is an interview that he did, I think, uh, with Joe Rogan, and um. He said the the CEO of of Universal called him and was like, "This is not watchable, so we're not gonna 
we're not going to put yeah. this out there. So um, <laughs> we're not going to put our name on this thing or whatever. So he gets another, I want to say Lionsgate or another movie company. They they send it out there, and it, it got super popular. And years later, I think it was about a year ago because I went to this, um, every year Universal Studios does a thing called Halloween Horror Nights where they turn the whole park into like haunted houses and stuff like that. So last year they had a full area just for Rob Zombie and they had a haunted house for House of a Thousand Corpse. And he was like, the funny thing is they these are the same people that, that threw my movie away, said it was not watchable, but yet now my movie is an attraction in their theme park. It's like <laughs> it's crazy, right? It's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's interesting. And and how he did House of a Thousand Corpse, then he did Devil's Rejects, then yeah, um yeah. then uh he did one called Thirty One, then he did another one called uh, Lords of Salem. Then this past year he came out with the 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 sequel to Devil's Rejects, which is the the third movie in that series called Three from Hell, which is the three got the three from the originals. They get out of jail and they go they go to Mexico and you know some guy out there who's in charge of a cartel wants revenge because they killed his father and stuff like that. So they they made some crazy story. Um, but you know I, I enjoy those characters and and his movies and stuff. A lot of people give him crap because I mean it is over the top, but um. But okay, so before we close this off, because we're already hitting the hour and a half mark, and you know, I want to save that. There's so much of these movies out there that you know we could talk about this forever and a day. So we oh, want to we, we want to get you back on again, so so we could talk more. And um, is has there ever been a character who was the evil one? And I have one in mind, so I want to see if you come up with one. If not, I'll give you mine. Um, has there been a, a like a a bad guy in any of these type of movies that you actually felt sympathy for? Ha! Huh. <laughs> sympathy. Wow. <laughs> it's <laughs> tough, but but it, I have it, one. It, it, I, I mean, it's hard, uh, hard to feel sympathy, but um, in all honesty, uh, the characters that we spoke about, yeah, uh, I would have to say uh, Jason. Okay. That's a good one. That's one that 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 I, I, I that's I, one I didn't have, but that's a good one. I would have to say Jason for the sole reason because uh, the sole reason Jason became was due to negligence of the yes. camp. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You understand? The the the, 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 the people who worked in the camp they were busy supposedly having fun and sex, and he drowned. Yep. Well, supposedly drowned. And he, he had he a bad. Drowned. He had he he was dealt a bad hand because. They, the way they made him look, he was kind of like a little mongoloid. Like, he, you know, he had bumps yeah. on his head. He was a little slow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, you know, he he had a bad – he was dealt a bad hand to begin with, and then his life yeah. ended tragically like that. So that that is a good one. I, I And the funny thing yeah. is me and the wife spoke about that in the first episode, and she was like, I feel sorry for Jason. And I was like, I haven't heard that from anybody yeah. before. And then we come to that conclusion that, yeah, you know – this, yeah, kid, this com- kid wasn't dealt compared, a good hand. Yeah, because compared to the other characters, okay, Michael, for some reason, went just off. Yeah. decided to kill his sister for whatever reason, just because he wanted to. And let's say, like, Freddy Krueger was a molester and killer of children. 
Yep. You he, know, was, he was a nasty so, ass from the beginning. Yep. You know, so I, you know, I can't have sympathy for them at all whatsoever. But the yeah, Jason to an extent, even though he you know, he became a real rough, tough killer himself. But yeah, that, that I have some sort of sympathy for him because of what happened to him as a child. Yeah, which was just basically neglect, and that's how he came about. Who 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 you have sympathy for? I the character I chose was Carrie. Oh, Carrie. Okay. Uh, I chose Carrie because she had no control over her ability that she had. She had a mother who pretty much, you know, used religion to abuse her. You know, the the kids in school treated her like crap. Like she she was just, you know, a tortured soul. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, they did this trick on her where, you know, obviously they took her to prom and then they dropped the pig's blood on her just to embarrass her and stuff like that. Just throughout, you know, throughout the movie. That's why I woke her up. Yeah. Throughout the movie, yeah. she was just an abused, you know, abused young girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, so, especially the, the, the first scene when, you know, when with it the tam- starts. With that, the tampon and all that or the, that, like, she had caught her period her, or something. Yeah. Yeah, her first experience getting a period and she didn't know what it, what it was and what was happening, that she's seeking help from the girls. And yeah, what they did was so cold, you know, started laughing and throwing the tampons and stuff like that, which right there. And that scene right there, when the gym teacher walks in, yeah, and she was like her only protector, light. her only helper, yeah. But right there is when you know she noticed some something was up with herself because she knew she the light bulb. Oh, speaking of uh, of Carrie, who was the big big name actor in that one? Well, that's uh, Travolta. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but we go back. You know, a lot of these. Movies, you know, you know, catapulted a lot of these mega stars. Now, I want to say was yeah. was I, w- I would love to say that was before Greece, right? I think I, I don't it could have been a, could, it could have been after. <laughs> you know, it depends. Uh, Greece, I think, was seventy six or seventy seven. Yeah, well, let me look up. So let me look up. Carrie it could have been. Could have been, even though that uh, reality with Travolta, not to get off scope, but what catapulted him, not catapulted him, but what he was recognized as a sweat hog and Welcome Back Carter was his first Welcome, break. Welcome Back Carter, yeah. Carrie was 76. What? Yeah, 76, right? Let's see when Greece. Well, even before okay. Greece, he did Saturday Night Fever and all that other stuff, yeah. right? It was that later. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the Saturday Night Fever, I think it was more or less around the same time. Because I think Saturday Night Fever, I think it was 76 or 77, I think, or 78. I think it was, you know, not that far apart. But that the, that movie blew him up, really. The Saturday Night Fever is what really he took off Yeah. from there. But, yeah, he will always be known as in Carrie because right there, even though he didn't have a major role. Yeah, Grease was 78, so Carrie was two years before. before. Yeah. Right there, he didn't have a major role like, you know, the other movies. Yeah. But yeah, that, you know, everyone already knew who he was because he was from Walking Back Carter. I'll tell you this. The one thing that creeped me out, the only thing, and, and even as a little kid, I wasn't afraid of Carrie. Even when she started bugging out and she had the pig blood on her face and and she started getting real serious at that point and she just let her uh, ability take over. 
The one thing that creeped me out was at the end where the girl was dreaming, the one that actually survived, the one that actually was her friend. Well, not friend, but one that actually felt sorry enough to actually try sorry to help enough her. Sorry enough for her, yeah. She's was in the, like, that, yeah. the therapist, and she's having a dream, and she goes yeah. to like, Carrie's grave, and then her hand pops up. I was like, ooh, that's the one thing well, that yeah. always, you Well, know. that's the thing, yeah. That if you look at a lot of these movies in those days, that's how the movies would end. There was uh, Jason jump, jump scare. coming through a window, and that's the last scare you get. Yeah. You know, there's always something, the cliff, you know, that they wait for the last minute to give you one last more scare. And, and I, yeah, that right there. I scared, but you know what bugged me out about Carrie, though? What? The, the part that, you know, that made her look real evil and gory was when she was walking off the stage. Oh, yeah. She when, is drenched in blood. Everybody was and burning. Her hand. <laughs> yeah, but the way she's walking down and the way she has her fingers on her hands. Yeah, the movements are. If you are, look at ooh, it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it looks very, you know, crazy looking because it, it shows, like, if she's, like, somewhat possessed. And the, so- and the sound effect that they use every time she uses, like, her telekinetic ability is, it was like, Ree! Well, that's, well that's, see, that, now that you say that, that's what makes a lot of these movies also scary. Yeah. If yeah. you listen to the, when the killings are taking place, and that, it, that, that screeching loud noise, let it be that is music or, or, yep, yep. You know, I mean, to think of stuff like that, I mean, it, it adds so much to the movie and to the, to the, you know, the fear. That's what makes the movies good. And it kind of makes you think that, like, how good those silent movies were back in the day. Like, you know, your Lon Chaney movies and stuff like that. That Mm -hmm. they were actually able to instill fear in people without music, without dialogue, without without nothing. Without nothing. (laughs) Without nothing. Yeah. It's like, you know. That's how things change, you know. I mean. Comparing the movies from the 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s up until now, you know, to me, the earlier ones and the 80s and the early 90s, those were the better movies. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Know? It's like when I've, I know we're going to cut this short soon, like you said, but the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when oh, I first yeah. saw this movie, I mean, just the beginning itself, when they showed the pictures of the body the, parts. Those bodies, yeah, yeah. And then you see this skeleton figure sitting on top of the tombstone. I mean, it just sets the movie, you know, to let you know the type of shit that's coming along in this movie. I mean, even the that first, is, even the first kill for me in that movie, like, uh, when, when the dude thought there was nobody in the house and then all of a sudden Leatherface comes out with this, this, uh, sledgehammer and, yeah, and, and, and he bashes him over the head, and you just hear these sound effects, and then he's squealing, yeah, squealing like a pig. I was like, ugh. But, the, but that part, like you said, that he comes out of that room, and he knocks him in the head and drags him in and then slams that big steel door, and then you hear that yeah. sound effect. You know, it, 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 you know it, it's eerie. Yeah. It's real eerie, and it, it really makes you, you know, like, ugh. You know, I could just imagine what this guy's going through. Yeah, you know, and then when he starts slashing him with the, I think he puts chainsaw. them like he puts them like on meat hooks too, right? Like he'll hang them. Oh yeah, yeah, Ugh. because they, they could bleed out. <laughs> yeah, because remember, he's a butcher. That whole family—they all worked at the slaughterhouse. Yeah, yeah. 
you know. So, you know, that, that to them, to kill pigs, you know, bashing them in the head. So, then what, after a while, that becomes second nature, and that's what they started doing to humans. Yeah. The only reason they started doing to humans is because the slaughterhouse closed down. That's right. Yeah. So now, you know, they still got that shit, you know, that thing in them that they're, you know, so now as people pass around, you know, hey, let's grab them and slaughter them. And that's what they would do. But before doing that, they would, especially with the blonde girl that was in there, I mean, where she went through with the grandfather sucking out oh, her finger. I mean, that's crazy <laughs> stuff, you know. Once again, remember, that's based on a true story also. That's a lasting scene that always got to me when I was a little kid. That that final image of her yelling and the family and yelling. yelling with her. Like, ah, ah, and then they sh- ah, and they show a close-up of her eyeball. Yes, yes. You know, and that's, so you can see the fear that's in her eyes. The crazy thing is she escapes, and <laughs> she ends up in, like, the trunk of, like, some trucker, and then yeah. all of a sudden you see Leatherface in broad daylight chasing after them with this chainsaw. And then yeah. it, it ends with him doing a silly dance with the chainsaw. And I'm like, damn, yeah. like the, the family is still out there. Like it, this does not yeah. have a good ending. Like, you know how no, at I the don't. end the killer usually dies or, or yeah. is thwarted and the person escapes. No, you are at the end and that killer and that family is still alive and on the loose. So, you know, part two, they're it's there hard. waiting for the next schmuck to come out of nowhere so they could do, yeah. have their way with them, you know? See, because remember, when they make these movies and before his theaters, they watch these movies. Yes. It's like a pilot. Like anything, yeah. they watch it. It's a, pre- and they say, a you know pre-screening. What? Yeah. Yeah, so they're going to say, you know what, this movie's going to turn heads. We're gonna, we have to end it like this because we've got to make another one. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that's how they end these movies. That's why, like you said earlier, you know, uh, these uh, finishes that that they come through the windows and the hands coming out the ground and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it's to let you know, you know, he's not dead yet. Yeah. So he'll be back, you know, and that's how they end these movies. Yeah. To bring you back and, and watch they, more. And, and, and they, and they've done their job right because, <laughs> because it has me watching them and keep yeah. watching them. So yeah, exactly. I'm not the only one. Oh, there's, you know? yeah, there's a ton of people who, who it's probably their favorite genre of, of film. And, uh, you know, I, I like, and I like everything. I could watch a good comedy. I could watch, you know, a good drama. I could, I could even sit through a girly movie once in a while, but yeah. you know, with I the, have with, to have my horror. Yeah. That, that's my shit. Yeah. I, gotta, <laughs> I gotta have my horror. I gotta have my gore. Yeah. I gotta see, you know, I mean, once again, besides growing up with these movies, I enjoy them as sick as that may sound. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, get I enjoy it. them. Yeah. You know, and I'm pretty sure millions of other people get it. That's why these movies keep coming back. Yeah, exactly. And they become cult classics and they give them during the holidays and they'll give them on Labor Day and they'll give them any, any time. It's just like chart week. Now every year you got yes. chart week. Why? Because yes. you got your jaws <laughs> and you got, you know, so it's fun. It's and, all in fun anyway. And like I said, next time we get you on, Jaws, we can talk about Jaws. We can talk about a cult classic that I loved growing up, which was Orca. Um, we could talk, mm-hmm. you know, we could talk about Child's Play with Chucky and stuff. And we could oh, talk yeah. about, you know, the Wolfman and, and the Mummy it's, and all this other it, stuff. It, There's plenty it, of stuff. It, it's endless. Yeah, which is great. There's so much sub yeah. subgenres of, of the horror and the science fiction that, 
like I said, we could go, we could, we could do another four hours, but oh, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna leave you guys wanting more. We're gonna leave you guys in suspense. Definitely, and of course. We, you know, I'm glad you came on. Thank you very much. Um, and you, you did, you did great, man. This was your first time yeah, doing well. something like this. You, you're a natural. <laughs> yeah, well, you so, know, I hope there's a second, third, and fourth time. Oh yeah, many times, plenty. Once again, the doors these always conversations open. are endless. Yeah. So there's plenty to speak about. Yes, the door is always open for you, of course, with a with a red carpet. So Sounds this was this was episode three of Nightmares on J Street. I want to thank my dad, Elliot Lopez, for coming on. Um, like I said, the door is always open, and the, 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 I will definitely bring you back on for many a more conversations. And um, definitely, at some point next week or. Yeah, I mean, today's Monday already. So at some point this week, I, I sometimes I lose track. I don't know what day is what anymore. Um, <laughs> um, sometime this week, I will be coming back at you guys with episode 51 of my wrestling show, the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast, which I got to get you on that also because oh, yeah, talk, talk, about, talk about some old school wrestling too. Um, Big time. So with that being said, uh, and like I said, you can catch the show on any podcast app you can think of, Spotify, Apple, uh, I don't think it's iTunes anymore. I think it's Apple Podcasts. So Apple Podcasts, anything you can think of, you can find the show. Uh, my website, Johnny Podcaster, is out there. It's not 100% done, but it is live. Um, what else? What else? Yeah, SNDblog.com, SND Podcast channel. Catch all my shows. And, uh, yeah, with that being said, for my pops, I am Jay. This was episode three of Nightmares on J Street. Catch you next time. Hope to hear from you guys soon. photography business started up by snd podcast co-host steven make sure to follow him on all of social media such as facebook twitter and instagram by searching sn snapshots that's shots with a z he can also be reached very easily through his website snsnapshots.com so if you need a photographer for any sort of event and or project contact sn snapshots now